Hey everyone, it's Celine. The Dreamcatcher podcast recently celebrated its fifth anniversary. Since 2018, we have done over 130 interviews with prominent thought leaders in personal growth and spirituality. If you recently joined our community, you may have missed some of the great guests we have had in the past. That's why I decided to republish two older interview episodes per month so that you can enjoy content from the past. I hope you like listening to this past episode as much as our newer content. Be sure to subscribe, share, and rate this podcast if you haven't already. Thanks. Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where you'll receive a boost of inspiration, practical advice, and tools to maximize your success and personal happiness. And that's not all. You'll also get plenty of guidance on how you can use your gifts, talents, and compassion to contribute towards making the world a better place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a preview of what's in store and to also receive a free ebook. To sign up, simply visit www.thedreamcatch.com. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to the host of the Dreamcatcher podcast, Celine Chinoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a Dreamcatcher interview podcast special. I've always been intrigued by the ancient art of astrology. I can remember reading books on astrology as young as 11 years of age because of my fascination with the night sky. I wondered what secrets the sky stores when it comes to our lives and our existence on the planet. I found that astrology was one of the best ways to unveil their enigma. Astrology is the art and science of studying the movement of celestial bodies to gain information about events and personality traits. Even though it has been around since the second millennium BC, many people today are skeptical about its reliability and see it as a superstitious fad. I felt compelled to use my platform to promote this cosmic tool and negate any doubts about the valuable insights it offers. After following her YouTube channel for a couple of years, I got in touch with renowned astrologer Nadia Shah to get more insights into this ancient art. Named one of the top 12 astrologers on the planet by French Vanity Fair, who crowned Nadia as a pioneer in video astrology. She is an international syndicated astrologer, author, television, and internet personality, and is one of the few people in the world to hold an MA in the cultural study of cosmology and divination from the University of Kent in the United Kingdom. Nadia's YouTube channel is consistently one of the top five most watched astrology channels on YouTube. Join me for this conversation where you learn how to use astrology to gain insights into deeper themes in your life and your personality. You'll also learn about how other planetary placements besides your sun sign could affect you and how to use that information to create a life of meaning, love, and purpose. 
Hi, Nadia. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so Thank glad. Thank you for this that, moment. Yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to connect during this eclipse and retrograde season. Talk about a wild oh. summer, huh? I know it is a very big eclipse season. There's like so many planets retrograde now. And I, know. I mean, I just think it's the year of eclipses. There's so many eclipses happening. So, uh, and the year of retrogrades, there's so many retrogrades happening. So it's, it's a pretty powerful time. Yeah, I know. And, and we're seeing that in the world. It's just, it's playing out big time. Yes. We yeah. do have a lot of dramatic events playing out right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've always enjoyed your unique interpretation of the stars and your empowering messages based on what you see. So I'm really happy that you've made the time to share your expertise with my listeners. Thank you so much for seeing me as part of your vision, for sharing me with your audience again, because I know I was on your show a few years yeah, back. And so it's just really such a privilege to be back. Thanks. Okay, so let's get started with learning more about you and your journey. Take us back to the time when you decided to dedicate your life to astrology. What were the events that brought you to that moment in time? Well, for me, astrology was just always part of my life, you know, and I don't see it as like one thing that happened, but rather... It was just kind of, it just what showed up for me. And it was just something that was revealed to me and continues to be revealed to me in terms of me aligning with this as part of my life path and as part of my life purpose. And um, astrology was just always there when I was growing up. I knew I grew up with stories of people in my uh, ancestry and in my extended family who practiced like various forms of divination and occultism. So it was just always this this thing in the ether that the people of my family were interested in the mysteries of the world and the spiritual mysteries of the world. And I grew up with my mother and my aunt, just huge fans of astrologers and psychics. And they just loved going uh, to meet these different people and some really notable people they would go to as well while I was growing up in Toronto. I remember way back when, before, you know, everything was online, in Toronto, we have what's called the Canadian National Exhibition. It's the last three weeks of the summer, and it's a big fair. And what used to happen is they would have a job fair, and all these students would show up, and you would basically go, and there'd be a big board filled with, like, job descriptions and uh, job postings. And you would take a card, and you'd go to a desk, and they direct you to a certain place. And... In this way, like hundreds of young people would get a job for three weeks at the end of summer before school started. And I would be one of those kids. And I remember I was 14 years old. I took a, a posting off the board and I went to the table and they basically just hired me on the spot. And they gave me a sheet of paper and it had a drawing of a hand on it with little arrows telling you what the different things met, like the different um, characteristics of the lines on the palm of your hand. So it was basically like a crash course in palmistry. And they said, okay, come back tomorrow. You're going to start tomorrow. And that whole three-week time, people just kept telling me how good I was. And it just really awakened something in me. And after that, it wasn't so much palmistry, but it was more like astrology that started to call me. Uh, relatives started giving me books and saying, 
you know, you'd be good at this. And I just found myself really interested in it. And so fast forward, you know, years later, before I went to university, I was working at Walmart. I worked at Walmart for a year and a half. And everybody kind of knew that I liked astrology, that I was good at astrology. And between customers and during my break, people would ask me to look at their charts and I would do that. And then after that, slowly but surely, people started offering to pay me. And at first it was like, I'll give you 10 bucks, I'll give you 20 bucks. And then I hit a a period in my life. It was like my Saturn return, which happens like in your late 20s or Saturn return. And I had other really serious things happening in my chart as well. And it was just a really challenging time. And it was really astrology that helped me to see that there was some purpose to this. And it helped me to understand that this was temporary. And that gave me so much hope, like just to know and to dive into my own chart. It it gave me strength for another day. And it was on the other side of that really challenging time that it just was the most natural thing to start my to start my astrology practice and, and to dive into it full time. And that was 12 years ago. And it's been uh, it's been going strong since then. Wow. Do you actually have to get a degree in astrology? Because I've heard that some people that there there is a university for in, in the UK or something. Yeah, so essentially you don't need to have a degree to uh practice astrology because astrology it's very uh it's a very personal practice, it's a very traditional practice, and a lot of it depends on the the worldview and the that the astrologer brings to that moment of astrology. And I'll talk a little bit about that more in a second. Yeah. But for me, with my chart and my family background, um, education was really important. And I knew that I wanted to uh, study astrology at a level that a lot of people had not studied before. And uh, essentially what happened was like way back in 2004, there was this movement that began in astrology to bring astrology back into Western universities. And so astrology as a university discipline has continued in India, essentially, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they know, have for Vedic. thousands of years. They have Vedic astrology, yes. I believe is different from... Exactly. Western. Yeah. Yeah, so Vedic astrology, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all part of the same community, mm-hmm. and we all essentially are interpreting the sky, and there are different techniques to do it, and... Everybody has their own way of understanding, their own philosophical understanding of the world. And that tends to be reflected in the systems of astrology that you're drawn to. And so one of the strongest distinctions we see is between Vedic and Western astrology. But I always practice Western astrology. And I knew I wanted to study at another level uh, with an academic depth. And what happened was there were these new programs that were launching. I learned about them. I knew I wanted to be a part of this. Um, it led to the launch of four uh, MA programs. Two were in the U.S. and two were in the U.K. And I decided to to go to the U.K. and do this intensive master's program called um, Cosmology and Divination, Cultural Cosmology and Divination. And it was amazing. It was amazing to have this experience that a lot of uh, astrologers don't get to have where you just are learning from some of the best and the brightest in, uh, in our field, some of the legends in our field consistently in a, in a very integrated way and immersive way. But at the same time to consider our practice uh, academically 
from a historical standpoint, from a philosophical standpoint. And that just really resonated with me very strongly. And I think that it gave me a foundation. It gave me a strong foundation of reverence and appreciation for the value of what we do as astrologers. And I'm really grateful that I've been able to build my practice from there. Yeah, I mean, and I love how you say find a reverence for astrology because, I mean, most people, they don't really take astrology so seriously. In fact, they're, they're, a lot of them are distrustful. I do have some knowledge of astrology and my friends do come up to me sometimes to ask me about their charts and stuff. Obviously, I'm not to your level, <laughs> but I do have some knowledge. I'm sure you're amazing. And, yeah. you know, I do yeah. come across some people who are like, oh, that's that's a bunch of nonsense. Do you really believe in that? I mean, I meet quite a few skeptics along the way and they kind of find it kind of woo. And mm. so what would you say to people like that who are so uh, doubtful about using the stars as a form of guidance? Well, here's the thing. I do believe that whatever it is that is meant for you will find a way to you. And that includes uh, the type of language or knowledge or insight or wisdom that you need at any given point in your life. And I understand that, you know, there's no one thing that is for everyone. And that really is okay. For me, I've always been a very spiritual person. And so for me, I, I needed to have a spiritual practice that was deeply personal, that was based on trusting myself. And astrology gave me that. But I understand it from a few different uh, perspectives, because this was part of what I studied in university. You know, what are the different criticisms to astrology? And, you know, I've come to realize a few things. One is, like, first of all, these people like the, the naysayers or people who don't agree with astrology. It's it's like so less and less like like the more that I have been dedicated to my own path and focused on what I need to do. Those people, it's almost like they exist less and less for me in my world. I just don't run into them or don't see them or don't end up interacting with them. Because I think there's, you know, something to be said for knowing yourself and just being in that space that it just doesn't, it, I'm not looking for anything else because I'm, I'm dedicated to my own journey and I allow people to have their own journey. But I think the other part of it, and again, there's lots of different layers to this, but there's another part of this that is, you know, it's very recent in human history that astrology is not a part of uh, the academic world, not a part of like, quote unquote, the establishment, right? Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, astrology was practiced almost exclusively by priests and other religious people up until very recently, up until about 240 years ago or so. And it was always considered that the astrologer was in some way the voice of the gods and the mediator of the gods. And so I think that there's some part of us very deep inside that still resonates with that, that still resonates with the fact that, oh, this person is in some way voicing a higher will for my life. And that can evoke all kinds of emotions in people for all kinds of reasons. Some people don't like thinking that they don't have control over their own lives. They want to have control over that. Some people think it is a lack of humility that would allow somebody to, to uh, express what it is that they're seeing in the sky, including themselves. And the thing is, though, oftentimes that sense of, you know, are you uh, expressing a lack of humility comes from 
a lack of humility on their part as well. But that's really okay. That's their journey. So I think that it, it evokes a very deep and primal place within the collective unconscious. Uh, this idea that somehow we are not in control of our lives and everything is written in the stars. Of course, I see it differently because of the type of person I am. And I think that the sky is ultimately impartial. It just is. And whoever you are and your relationship to the sky is going to be expressed by that and by whoever you are. And that's why different astrologers can look at the sky and have different interpretations. Some people have very fatalistic uh, determinations, very negative, yeah, uh, very fearful. Yeah, I think that's what yeah, that's are, that's what people that's what put people off. I mean, I remember going to some kind of fair, um, it, some some kind of fair, and I came across a Vedic astrologer, and he just asked for my birth date, and he gave me all these doom and gloom predictions about my life, and I was like, what is he saying, like? You know, it was, mm -hmm. um, he, I'm really sorry that you had that yeah, experience, but it was, it was not constructive at mm -hmm. all. And it's almost like, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like he made it seem like I have absolutely no control. Like this is, th this is literally in my stars and you know, that's it. And so that, I think when people have those kind of experiences, when they hear about those kind of experiences, they're just like, you know, it's all superstition, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about it, Vedic astrology comes from India, mm -hmm. and India is multi multicultural, multi-religious, right? There are a lot of religions there, but the thing is that in India, it's a very recent phenomenon, what's, what's called the rise of the middle class. So because of the rise of the middle class, if you think about what it means to be middle class, it means that there's a belief on your part that you can work on your own behalf. And as a result, you can improve your circumstances, that as a result of your own effort, you can change your life, that you have that free will. And in many ways, this is a, a new concept within that culture. And so what we see uh, with uh, some systems of astrology, Vedic interpretations arising from that place, what we saw before, because people really didn't have control over their lives. And so that's what the astrology uh, expressed. Yeah. So really, you were born and you didn't have a choice as to what job you were going to get or what your education was going to be or who you were going to marry. Like it was all decided for you by other people and by the culture. And so this idea that, you know, we have agency over our own lives is actually quite new to that culture, at least more new to that culture than it is to Western culture. And the astrology in that part of the world is evolving as a result, and it is becoming more empowering. It is becoming more about helping people become more aware of how to exercise their agency with more uh, consciousness and with more direction. And so I think, you know, when you reach somebody and you have somebody look at your chart and they're, you know, very much like this is going to happen and this and this, you have to understand that that's their worldview. That's the place that they are coming from. And I think a big part of somebody who is open to having an astrological, astrological interpretation is to consider who it is that they are resonating with. Because for me, astrology for me has always been about, you know, what I wanted to do was I wanted to give people hope and I wanted to inspire people. I just didn't know what the vehicle for that would be. And it turned out that it was astrology. And 
I'm, you know, grateful for this vehicle. It's given me so much yeah. of myself. You it's do a great so job. much in my life. You do a great job. Yeah, I feel so grateful for this practice. Absolutely. Um, but that's who I am. Like, I am the type of person who is grateful. And I, you know, when I was a child, I was raised to believe that, you know, you can, you can have anything and you can be anything you want as long as you're willing to work for it. And that is part of what I bring to astrology is this understanding that, look, if you believe in yourself and if you're willing to be open to inspiration and you're willing to align yourself with a higher, more loving vision for your life, then great things become possible for you. And it isn't always what you think, because I think as society, we judge what it means to be great, right? We think that to be a great person, I don't know, when I was a child, when I was growing up, what it meant to be great was Madonna, right? That was the yeah. example of, uh, right, of a woman who had a lot of power and a lot of attention. Right. But now I think the world has changed so much that we have room for all kinds of expressions of greatness. And we understand that it's very unique. And so for me, that's how I look at the chart. I look at the chart to help people to uncover that. And I find that really rewarding to do. But everybody is an individual and you bring yourself to the sky. You can't have astrology without the astrologer. And whoever that astrologer is, they're going to give you their worldview while they're looking at your chart. And so I think that as somebody who's open to having an astrology reading, it's a good idea to consider what is the worldview of this person, to do that little bit of background. And especially now with so many astrologers having an online presence, it's easy to figure out what this astrologer is about. You know, is this astrologer coming from love? Are they coming from empowerment or not? And that is a, a great way to at least know what direction it is you want to go in terms of who is going to read your chart. Okay, that's some great advice. So essentially, every astrologer has their own like genre, their own take on how they interpret, um, you know, the astrological phenomenon. is what you're saying. I'm saying that we're all individuals and we have our own way of looking at the world. Mm -hmm. And astrology is what you're doing with astrology is that you're interpreting symbols. That's it. You're interpreting the symbols. You're giving voice and words to what otherwise is an image in the sky or an image in a chart. And how you interpret that is about you and who you are as a person and what you believe and what you, how you understand your own life is how you're going to understand that chart and the, and the, the predictions or the forecasts or the insights that are going to come forward as a result. And so I think it's a good idea to just be aware of, okay, where is this person coming from? You know, what have they written? What, what is it that their other forecasts have been? What have they, you know, a lot of times we go to astrologers based recommendations. What did this person say? right? How, how did they empower the other people? And if you like it, then you know that this might be somebody resonating for you. But I'll tell you, I had a very interesting discussion with someone recently. And she was saying how she went to have a reading. And she was in this job, and she absolutely hated it. And uh, she was miserable in this relationship. And she went to a reading and she wanted this person to tell her, don't worry about it, quit your job, leave your relationship, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. This person told her instead that she had to stay in the relationship, that she had to uh, stay in the job that she hated. And, you know, she's a very rebellious kind of person. She has a very strong sense of self. And, you know, she said she left that reading so upset and she just wanted to prove that person wrong. 
And she went and she quit her job and she left her relationship. She changed her life completely in a span of a week. And, you know, she was saying, like, what do you think of that? And I said, well, how do you know that that wasn't exactly what you needed to hear in that moment? How do you know that that if that person had said, oh, everything's going to be okay or whatever, how do you know you wouldn't have left that that reading with a different energy, which wasn't the energy you actually needed to make the changes you needed to make? Um, and so she was quite, you know, she, she kind of reflected on that. She was like, yeah, you know, that makes that makes sense, because ultimately, I think it's about trust, right? It's about mm-hmm. trusting every moment of your life. And if you trust that, okay, you go to a reading, regardless of what it is, are you going to trust yourself? And are you going to trust that it's just going to be what you need in that moment, whatever you need to attract karmically in that moment to help you to move in the direction that you're meant to go? But because of that reading, she ended up having a greater sense of her own power, And she ended up making decisions from that place that led her to a much, much better job, a much more prestigious job in a new city, a much better relationship. But that's because she was empowered as a result of that reading, even though it wasn't direct empowerment, it was still empowerment. Wow. Yeah. You never know how, in what way and what form guidance is going to come to you. That's, that's pretty, that's quite a story. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, about how, our smallest moments have a way of providing us with guidance. And it's it's just really, as we move through our lives, how it is that we can use every moment to in some way know more about ourselves and and to be more loving to each other in the world. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Yeah. Yeah. And I think astrology is one of the most powerful vehicles in reaching that understanding. For those people out there who tend to read who just read the daily horoscopes and newspaper columns, uh, you know, just for entertainment purposes. What do you suggest they do to kind of take that to the next level? Like what if they want to use, seriously use astrology as a form of guidance and direction? What, what steps can they take to do that? So I actually love, um, sun sign astrology, like the, the, the writing in the back of the magazine or the newspaper, I think that they are very valuable. And I have written those, right? For three years, I wrote a daily horoscope column that appeared in newspapers across Canada. I've written for magazines as well, quarterly, monthly horoscopes. And I really loved it when I did it. And that was initially my dream. Like, I hadn't anticipated being on YouTube and doing all the things that I ended up doing in the way it came about. But my my dream was to have a daily column and to write horoscopes. And that's what I did. I mean, I, I lived that dream and it was a, a huge boost to me to be able to do that. But then, of course, I evolved and I changed. And I moved in a different direction. But still, it is, you know, in many ways, it's providing an omen. And I actually think that those written horoscopes are really valuable because on the one hand, yes, they are an introduction to astrology for a lot of people. So they are the beginning for a lot of people. And it is by resonating with those that they end up going sometimes, not always, but they may decide to go to a deeper level of understanding astrology. But I also think that, you know, what's really happening with those those horoscopes is that they're making a very quiet but very profound philosophical assertion. And what that is is that the, the world and the universe and their lives are alive with meaning and purpose. 
and it helps people to pay attention to their lives and it helps them to be open to omens wherever it finds them and to believe that light provides them with omens, that they're having a relationship with their environment, including the stars. And I think that that is a profound philosophical assertion. And I've loved being a part of that. And I do love being a part of that. I think that's very important in and of itself. If somebody wanted to dive in a little bit more deeper into studying astrology, there are so many ways to go about doing that. Of course, there are books. A lot of us start out with astrology books. Now, there are also websites, right? right. You can find all kinds of lessons online, written websites on YouTube as well. I have astrology lessons on YouTube. I have astrology lessons on my website. In my book, I have my own book as well called Astrology Realized. And it's, I mean, look, it starts off the free part of it that you can download on Amazon. It's just the history. It's all the history and the criticisms and things like that of astrology, the the philosophy of astrology. But it is also about introduction to reading a chart. And I would say there are a lot of amazing astrologers out there. There are a lot of books out there. There are a lot of resources out there now more than ever before to see where it is that your intuition guides you to go as part of learning more about uh, how to read an astrological chart. But I would say, you know, very simply, here's a good place to start. If you want to go beyond your sun sign, look at your moon sign, look at your rising sign. So essentially, the moment that you take your first breath, the philosophy is that you take your first breath and you become connected to everyone and everything. And it, it becomes a part of your soul. It comprises your soul. And that is what is represented in the relationship of the planet around you at the moment of your first breath. And as part of that sky and all the planets and the luminaries and the asteroids and, and things like that, we have a couple of points that are especially important in the astrology chart. So one is, of course, the sun sign, which is what you are growing into over the course of this lifetime, where you really find yourself and your core and your center and your individuality over the course of this lifetime. The moon sign is your comfort zone. And that changes dramatically. Like every two and a half days, the moon changes signs. And so depending on the exact moment of your birth, you want to be sure to find out what your moon sign is. Because in many cultures, like in Vedic astrology, the moon is a stronger symbol and a more important symbol than the sun. The sun is more important in Western astrology than it is in Vedic or Eastern astrology. And the moon sign represents like what, where, where you feel most at ease, like what attributes do you bring forward when you when you really feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. And what do you need to feel at home in the world and with yourself? And then there's the rising sign, which has to do with, you know, how you learned to express yourself in the world, mm-hmm. um, how it is like your very first impressions when you meet people in person. What are those very first impressions that people get of you? So these are the three, what are called the heart of the chart. These are the, the three big ones that you always want to look at as part of starting to dive into your chart a little bit more deeply. Wonderful. Thanks for mentioning those. One last question. Could you give me an example of how a person can use that guidance from astrology and kind of ground that in their reality? Just could you give me a simple example? So a simple example is, okay, for example, let's say you know your moon side, okay? okay? Let's say you're feeling very restless. You're just like, I don't feel right. I don't feel, I feel off. I don't feel comfortable. Well, it's good to know your moon sign because then you're able to say, okay, 
how can I bring about that feeling? How can I get in touch with that part of myself again? So I'll give you an example more personally. Let's do moon and I have, let's do moon in Gemini since that's, <laughs> since that's my moon. You have the moon in Gemini? That's right, yes. So it's so perfect that you're doing this, right? <laughs> because the, Gemini is a sign of media and conversation right. and interaction and, and like going with the flow and having a very like synchronistic, you know, back and forth and, and trusting your intuition, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it comes to in- communicating with others. And so it's so perfect that you have a podcast because I am sure that regardless of what's going on in your life, if it feels chaotic or whatever, once you sit down to that podcast and you're, you know, talking to somebody, it's like you find yourself again in an instant. Absolutely. You're able to just ease into something that feels right for you. Absolutely. Um, for me, yeah, for me, it is, I have a moon in Sag and so in Sagittarius. And so for me, I have found when I go through these periods of life, you know, I'm very much a citizen of the world. The sign of Sagittarius is one of travel. It's right. one of cultures. And it's also an academic uh, uh, sign as well. And so for yeah. me, like, you know, when I was, in university, uh, you know, that was my family. That was, you know, that, which is also the moon. That was a, that was my comfort zone. That's where I really found myself. And even now when I go through periods where I start to feel disconnected from myself or whatever, I know I need to, I need to explore. I need to go somewhere new. I need to take a trip. Like it, it just comes to me that that's what I'm supposed to do. And right now, even like I find myself very much at home in other cultures and I am born and raised in Toronto. I have a South Asian background, but I've been living in Mexico for the last six years. And I know that when I first came here, I didn't speak the language. I came here on holiday. I didn't, you know, know anybody, but it just felt like home. It felt like where I needed to be. And I moved here six weeks later. Like I went home, I got my stuff together. I had concert tickets. I went to a Lady Gaga concert. The next day I moved to Mexico. And over the period of six years, I've, you know, learned more of the language. I've been told I'm at like 70 to 80% of Spanish right now. (laughs) But it just feels like, you know, it feels like, it feels like where I'm supposed to be, you know? And I, I love that, that I can be at home with all kinds of different people. And, and whenever I start to feel a little bit restless, it just means that I need to learn something new and I need to be somewhere new and look at life from another perspective that I hadn't considered before. And so every moon sign, once you learn your moon sign, it becomes so much easier to be able to say, wow, I am not feeling comfortable. I'm not feeling at peace. I'm not feeling like myself. What do I need to do? And go do it. And it's just amazing how quickly you find yourself again when you honor your moon sign. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Nadia, that brings us to the end of, I mean, we can speak all day, seriously. I mean, this is such an interesting topic, but you know, (laughs) we we have to. Well, I think you're amazing. I think you're fabulous. It's such a privilege to talk to you again. You're an amazing interviewer. Thank you. And I'm just so grateful. And you're extraordinarily patient because I know that we, you know, all these retrogrades, we went back and forth to make this happen. Yeah. And it's just so great that it came together at the perfect time. Yeah, Thank I'm, you so much. No problem. I really enjoyed our conversation as I expected it, I would. And I feel like I've learned a lot, a lot. <laughs> and so for all our listeners out there who are not familiar with your work, could you please let them know where they can view your videos and also where they can learn more about your services? You can go to my website, NadiaShaw.com or AstroFabulous.com. 
It's N-A-D-I-Y-A-S-H-A-H.com. Okay. Or they can type uh, astrofabulous.com, synchronicityuniversity.com, theuniverseiswiseandloving.com. Those are all my websites. And I hope that they, you know, have a look at that on YouTube. You know, if you just go to YouTube and you put in Nadia Shaw Astrology, all my stuff comes up. I absolutely love your videos. I've been watching them for a couple of years now, and I find them so useful. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Nadia, thanks so much again, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Big hugs. Big hugs. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.